about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 thanks for joining us today this is the hour of intercession I'm Pastor Joseph Parker we invite you to look with us in the book of Revelation Revelation chapter 2 beginning at verse 1 to the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience, and have labored for my namesake, and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things, which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, these things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword. I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan, where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith even in the, in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you because you have there those who, who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which, which thing I hate. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly, and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the white and on the stone a new name written, 
which no one knows except him who receives it. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira, write, These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you allow that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now to you I say, and to the rest in Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden, but hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels. I also have received from my Father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. All of Revelation chapter 2. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word, the wisdom, the grace, and the strength of your word. Thank you for the opportunity for us to be hearers and doers. Stir us more and more to be faithful, to hear your word faithfully and to live and walk in its wisdom and counsel each and every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer. Father, we come to you today and we say thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to be born in Bethlehem, to live on this earth, to be nailed to a cross, to die there, to be buried and rose again on the third day, sitting at your right hand on high, doing all that for people like us, Father. Thank you for loving us to that degree, to send your Son to die on the cross for us. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Uh, Today we'll be reading through the Word. But before we get into the Word, I want to share, as I've been doing somewhat lately, sharing articles that we hope to be of encouragement to you and your family in the discipleship of you and your family and your children. The title of this article is The High Priority of Discipling Our Children. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words which I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9. Then Proverbs 4, verses chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive, that you may gain insight. 
for I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. Again, Proverbs chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. And then Ephesians 6, verses 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. Parents carry their children in their hearts. Their children are very important to them and precious to them. As parents, we want the absolute best for all of our children in every area of life. A very important truth for all parents to be mindful of is that the best we can give our children is Jesus. The greatest gift that they can ever receive in life is Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Jesus is eternal life. So as parents, we're very wise to do all that we can to help and encourage our children to receive Christ as their personal Savior and Lord. Once our child is saved, it is one of the great responsibilities of Christian parents to disciple them. It is our calling from the Lord to help and guide our children to become strong, vibrant believers who love and follow Jesus Christ in their life and lifestyle. Why is this so important? First of all, we're commanded to make disciples, Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 to 20. And this very important calling is to start with ourselves and then move directly to our families, our spouses, and children. So in considering the great responsibility of discipling our children, just what are some steps or practical building blocks we are to utilize? What are things we can do to effectively and practically practically carry out this important responsibility? Let's consider a few things a parent can do to help their children begin to grow up in the Lord. The following are some practical things, ideas, and suggestions Christian parents can do to help and encourage their children to come to know the Lord and to grow in their faith as well. First, we can pray daily with our children. Pray the Lord's Prayer with them and allow them to lead. Pray Psalm 91 daily with them. Allow them to hear you call their name in prayer daily. Give your children incentives to memorize and learn Bible-based prayers. Next, have your child read no less than three chapters in the Word of God daily. You can find shorter chapters, psalms, or simple, or simply select a given passage for younger children. For children who do not yet know how to read, let them repeat short chapters or passages after you. Then, some, some of those could be Psalm 1, Psalm 23, Psalm 100, etc. Ask your child questions about what they've read. What are two or three important things he or she has picked up? What stood out? Teach your children to obey the Word of God. Teach them to be doers of the Word of God, as James 1.22 tells us. Teach your children the meaning of each of the Ten Commandments and have them to memorize them. Teach them to pray the Ten Commandments every day for the church and our nation. Also, parents, it's very important for us to recognize this reality. Someone or something 
will disciple your child one way or another. In other words, certain people or things will capture your child's attention, interest, and or heart in this world. Some of these are celebrities, sports figures, television, the internet, things on his or her cell phone, video games, people they quote-unquote meet in chat rooms, etc. Some topics that they come across on the internet may captivate them and their mind and interest and imagination. And yes, these things can begin to quote-unquote disciple our children. Some of these things can, can begin to mold their thoughts, their thinking, and their perspectives about life and the world in too many wrong and twisted ways. And too often the results can be very tragic. Consider sad instances, excuse me, consider sad incidents that you hear too often in the news. Some of these, sto- some of these news stories include a teenage boy who was shot and killed by an individual as he tried to run away after stealing something. Elementary age children attempting and sometimes succeeding in committing suicide. Young people committing suicide after being bullied online or in school. Three young girls went off into the woods and two of them tried to stab the third one to death. A teen recently walked into his school and began to shoot, murdering a number of his classmates. Tragically, we could go on and on with many news stories that reflect the reality of our culture today. Where do these children and youth get the ideas and thoughts to do such things? Too often the devil, through the internet and social media, TV and movies, is discipling them in darkness. Too often these young people are consuming darkness by the gallon. Some of these youths may attend church, but many of them, while they consume darkness and put put so much negative information and ideas into their minds, may literally never or almost, almost never even open a Bible and read it. Parents, without question, we have much work to do in discipling our own children, and we have much work to do through the church in reaching youth in our communities. Yet greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. We do not have to be fearful. We simply have to trust our Heavenly Father and diligently be about his business. God can work through each of us as parents to help our children greatly in growing up our children in the faith. Not only can we help them to avoid being victims of this wicked world, but we can help them to become kingdom warriors. And as kingdom warriors, they can help to bring Christ, the solution to all the world's problems, to a world that desperately needs him. Again, the title of that article, The High Priority of Discipling Our Children. We'll be right back. Amazing 
Music of Danson Oyakan with Amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in Deuteronomy chapter 23, beginning at verse 1. He who is emasculated by crushing or mutilation shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. One of illegitimate, illegitimate birth shall not enter the assembly of the Lord even to the tenth generation, none of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord. An Ammonite or Moabite shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. Even to the tenth generation, none of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord forever, because they did not meet you with bread and water on the road when you came out of Egypt. And because they hired against you Balaam, the son of Beor from Pethor, or Mesopotamia, to curse you. Nevertheless, the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam, but the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you. Because the Lord your God loves you, you shall not seek their peace nor their prosperity all your days forever. You shall not abhor an Edomite, for he is your brother. You shall not abhor an Egyptian, because you were an alien in his land. The children of the third generation born to them may enter the assembly of the Lord. When the army goes out against your enemies, then keep yourself from every wicked thing. If there is any man among you who becomes unclean by some occurrence in the night, then he shall go outside the camp. He shall not come inside the camp. But it shall be, when evening comes, that he shall wash with water, and when the sun sets, he may come into the camp. Also, you shall have a place outside the camp where you may go out, and you shall have an implement among your equipment, and when you sit down outside, you shall dig with it and turn and cover your refuse. For the Lord your God walks in the midst of your camp to deliver you and give your enemies over to you. Therefore your camp shall be holy, that he may see no unclean thing among you and turn away from you. You shall not give back to his master the slave who has escaped from his master to you. He may dwell with you in your midst, in the place which he chooses within one of your gates, where it seems best to him. You shall not oppress him. There shall be no ritual harlot of the daughters of Israel, or a perverted one of the sons of Israel. You shall not bring the wages of a harlot or the price of a dog to the house of the Lord your God for any vowed offering. 
for both of these are abomination to the Lord your God. You shall not charge interest to your brother, interest or money or food or anything that is lent out at interest. To a foreigner you may charge interest, but to your brother you shall not charge interest, that the Lord your God may bless you in all to which you set your hand in the land which you are entering to possess. When you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not you shall not delay to pay it, for the Lord your God will surely require it of you, and it would be sin to you. But if you abstain from vowing, it shall not be sin to you. That which is gone from your lips you shall keep and perform, for you voluntarily vowed to the Lord your God what you have promised with your mouth. When you come into your neighbor's vineyard, you may eat your fill of grapes at your pleasure, but you shall not put any, but you shall not put any in your container. When you come into your neighbor's standing grain, you may pluck the heads with your hand, but you shall not use a sickle on your neighbor's standing grain. Deuteronomy chapter 24. When a man takes a wife and marries her, and it happens that she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some uncleanness in her, and he writes her a certificate, a certificate of divorce, puts it in her hand, and sends her out of his house. When she has departed from his house and goes and come and becomes another man's wife, if the latter husband detests her and writes her a certificate of divorce, puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, or if the latter husband dies, who took her as wife, then her former husband, who divorced her, must not take her back to be his wife after she has been defiled. For that is an abomination before the Lord, and you shall not bring sin on the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. When a man has taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war or be charged with any business. He shall be free at home one year and bring happiness to his wife whom he has taken. No man shall take the lower or the upper millstone in pledge, for he, for he takes one's living in pledge. If a man is found kidnapping any of his brethren of the children of Israel and mistreats him or sells him, then that kidnapper shall die and you shall put away the evil from among you. Take heed in an outbreak of leprosy that you carefully observe and do according to all that the priests, the Levites, shall teach you. Just as I commanded them, so you shall be careful to do. Remember what the Lord your God did to Miriam on the way when you came out of Egypt. When you lend your brother anything, you shall not go into his house to get his pledge. You shall stand outside, and the man to whom you lend shall bring the pledge out to you. And if the man is poor, you shall not keep his pledge overnight. You shall in any case return the pledge to him again when the sun goes down, that he may sleep in his own garment and bless you. And it shall be righteousness to you before the Lord your God. You shall not oppress a hired servant who is poor and needy, 
whether one of your brethren or one of the aliens who is in your land within your gates. Each day you shall give him his wages and not let the sun go down on it, for he is poor and has set his heart on it, lest he cry out against you to the Lord and it be sin to you. Fathers shall not put to death Fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor shall children be put to death for their fathers. A person shall be put to death for his own sin. You shall not pervert justice, do the stranger or the fatherless, nor take a widow's garment as a pledge. But you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you from there. Therefore I command you to do this thing. When you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. When you beat your other when you beat your olive trees, you shall not go over the boughs again. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not glean it, you shall not glean it afterward. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. And you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore, I command you to do this thing. Deuteronomy chapter 25. If there is a dispute between men and they come to court, that the judges may judge them, and they justify the righteous and condemn the wicked, then it shall be, if the wicked man deserves to be beaten, that the judge will cause him to lie down and be beaten in his presence, according to his guilt, with a certain number of blows. Forty blows he may give him with no and no more. Excuse me. Forty blows he may give him and no more. Lest he should exceed this and beat him with many blows above these, and your brother be humiliated, be humiliated in your sight. You shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. If brothers dwell together, and one of them dies and has no son, the widow of the dead man shall not be married to a stranger outside the family. Her husband's brother shall go into her, take her as his wife, and perform the duty of a husband's brother to her. And it shall be that the firstborn son which he bears will succeed to the name of his dead brother, that his name may not be blotted out of Israel. But if the man does not want to take his brother's wife, then let his brother's wife go up to the gate to the elders and say, My, husbr my husband's brother refuses to raise up a, a name to his brother in Israel. He will not perform the duty of my husband's brother. Then the elders of, of his city shall call him and speak to him. But if he stands firm and says, I do not want to take her, then his brother's wife shall come to him in the presence of the elders, remove his sandal from his foot, spit in his face, and answer and say, So shall it be done to the man who will not build up his brother's house, and his name shall be called in Israel the house of him who had his sandal removed. 
If, if men, if two men fight together and the wife of one draws near to rescue her husband from the hand of the one attacking him and puts out her hand and seizes him by the genitals, then you shall cut off her hand. Your eye shall not pity her. You shall not have in your bag different weights, a heavy and a light. You shall not have in your house differing measures, a large and a small. You shall have a perfect and just weight, a perfect and just measure, that your days may be lengthened in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. For all who do such things, all who behave unrighteously, are an abomination to the Lord your God. Remember what Amalek did to you on the way as you were coming out of Egypt, how he met you on the way and attacked your rear ranks, all the stragglers at your rear, when you were tired and weary, and he did not fear God. Therefore it shall be, when the Lord your God has given you rest from your, from your enemies all around, in the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess as an inheritance, that you will blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. You shall not forget. Deuteronomy chapter 26. And it shall be when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, and you possess it and dwell in it, that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground which you shall bring from your land that the Lord your God is giving you and put it in a basket and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. And you shall go to the one who is priest in those days and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the country which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket out of your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall answer and say before the Lord your God, My father was a Syrian about to perish, and he went down to Egypt and dwelt there, few in number, and there he became a nation, great, mighty, and populous. But the Egyptians mistreated us, afflicted us, and laid hard bondage on us. Then we cried out to the Lord God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. He has brought us to this place and has given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now, behold, I have brought the firstfruits of the land which you, O Lord, have given me. Then you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. So you shall rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given to you and your house, you and the Levite and the stranger who is among you. Verses 1-11, through 11, Deuteronomy chapter 26. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're reading through the Word of God. We'll be back.
every single day to meet you in this place and see you face to face. Will you show me? music of Mercy Me with Here With Me. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the New Testament, the Gospel of John, chapter 5, beginning at verse 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but has passed from death into life. Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, 
So he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. If I bear, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another who bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You have sent to John, excuse me, you have sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Yet I do not receive testimony from man, but I say these things that you may be saved. He was the burning and shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. But I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish. The very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me, and the Father himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form, but you do not have his word abiding in you because whom he sent, him you do not believe. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive honor from men, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? Do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? John chapter 6. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him, because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves 
and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down, in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up, and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Now when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into the boat, and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark, and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose, then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. On the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone, however other boats came from Tiberias, near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was, Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but the food, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seat, excuse me, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. 
And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Verses 1-40, through 40, John chapter 6. We've been listening to the Hour of Intercession as we've been reading through the Word of God. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the wonderful and the blessed step of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a great day to make that very, very important decision. If you'd simply pray this prayer with me and invite Christ to come in to make you brand new, to save you, to wash away your sins, you can make that step right now. Would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that a long time ago you came into this world, you lived, you died on the cross to pay for all the sins and wrongs I've done. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, Lord, I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. By faith, Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my whole life. In the word of God, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow strong and vibrant in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please get in touch with us. Again, that email, joseph at afr.net. Or if you'd like to get a copy of the article we read earlier entitled, the High Priority of Discipling Our Children, same email, joseph at afr.net. We'd be glad to send it to you. Again, joseph at afr.net. Thanks for listening, and as always, we continue to remind and encourage you. If you're not reading three chapters in your Bible every day, today is a great day to start that habit. Parents, we encourage you to have each of your start the habit of having each of your children read three chapters out loud to you each and every day, a habit that will greatly bless your children and your home. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.